episode of it's not that bad podcast i am friend here with dom hey there everybody so we're done with halloween oh obviously uh the month felt like it flew by too yeah yeah honestly because i think i think we're i think it was like partially anticipating it and then so when by the time it was like october I was like, well, it's kind of been Halloween already, so it's fine. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's already like November. Oh, Mm. shit. Okay. Uh, Which means we got to already get ready for Christmas because Thanksgiving doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, (laughs) thankfully. Um, (laughs) No, but I don't know. It it feels weird because it's like I know like the spooky season's over and I know Christmas is coming. But maybe it's just like a certain uh, view I'm thinking, but it's like, n- no, it's still spooky season. Like, yeah. like uh, I mean, if if uh, you're listening to this podcast, you could probably see the title of this show. We're doing uh, The Lighthouse, which isn't necessarily a horror film, but it's in the vein of. Yeah, and, I'd still uh, say it's a spooky movie because it is very like two white guys stranded on an island. Spooky. Spooky. Two white guys, spooky. <laughs> um, and then next week we're gonna do, I guess, Doctor Sleep that comes out this week. Yeah. In the horror genre, so. And I've heard nothing but good things about that. So, so I don't know. Maybe that's why, or so. I, I don't know. It just feels like. No, that's still. And then obviously I've been catching up on Castle Rock. Mm. Oh, which we, I I started the second season. I'm already caught up on that. So oh, far, well, it's, uh, it's uh, the one where it says like misery arrives. Or something. Yeah. Um, but so far it's pretty good. Um, I wonder where things are going. So, does the first season and the second season do they are they uh, connected? Yes, but. So far, it's not like a. It's not like a. It's not like this. A, the sequel to the first season. Ba- basically, it's, it's 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 set in it's, a, it's still set in Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, we haven't really seen anyone from the first season, but like they reference they reference things. So, but which, it's still it's still like going in order. Yeah. So. It's not like they jump back to like the mid nineties. No, like, they did. They like it does cut back, but see, like, there's a reason for it because of what the season has to do with. But it's not like um, it's not like American Horror Story where it's a completely new like storyline and like they're they're bringing back the cast and they're playing different characters. But it's like um. It does, like, it still connects, but, like, it's not, like, a, a heavy, like, oh, like, you see the sheriff from the first season, or you see Henry Deaver still, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, well, because I, I think what we were assuming was that it was going to be different stories in the town and whatever, but just wondering, it just, you know, I like it. Um, I probably should have watched it earlier, but... You know, just saving it, trying to milk that spooky season a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, 
the season's just been kind of different. Not bad. Just uh, just different. I don't think I'm going to go on vacation in October anymore. If I'm going to go on vacation in October, it'll be at the beginning of October. And that's it. Because it really threw everything off. Like, by the time I came back, like, I only had a couple days to, like, watch anything spooky. Well, that's which, true. Which, I mean, at least I watched, like, Texas Chainsaw. And I got to see, like, Halloween 2 and Halloween 3. So that kind of got me in, like, Halloween. But, like, because being over there, like, they weren't, like... The, I know in Washington there wasn't really many, like, decorations, but then, like, by the time we left in New York, then, like, finally there was more decorations, but it still didn't feel like Halloween. I think you would remedy that by going right before slash beginning or going at the end for yeah. Halloween. Like, if you were to, if you were to have been well, in L.A. Yeah. to do, like, a Disneyland Halloween yeah. and then, like, go to those places... I think you. I think it would have been fine. Or if, um, like, if we would have, if I would have gone to Georgetown during Halloween, that would have been cool. Because Georgetown has like a, like it kind of looks colonial, I guess esque. You know what I mean? Like it's what you picture in like a like a Halloween movie, not Halloween movie, but like in a Halloween movie. <sighs> Anyways, let's let's get into the real business. Um, entertainment news. This is the fucking news. Alright, so last week, Sony announced that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 would arrive in theaters in spring 2022. This week, we got some news that... The first new Spider-Man that they will be like introducing in this Spider-Verse, let's call it, um, would be the Japanese Spider-Man from the 1970s live-action TV show, um, the one that we've all been wanting. Um, his name is Takuya Yamashiro. Philip Lord or Phil Lord already like said on Twitter that he's already been designed and that they're gonna put him in this. So kind of, and they're gonna wait that they took a like a radically different look to make him like stand out more from like the other obviously all of the other Spider Men and women. Um, so. What do you what do you think the other spider people are gonna be? Because they they went out there with the, like Spider Ham and Spider Gwen and Spider Nyar or whatever, black and white or whatever. The one that was Nicholas Cage, yeah. Spiderless Cage. Uh, <laughs> actually, honestly, I'm not gonna even try to guess because I think that they were that was a test of waters. Yeah, because they did say that they wanted to add way more in the beginning, like even. Mm. Uh, they wanted to do Tom Holland in there. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and uh, oh, I, I think that. that the first the first good Spider Man is was supposed to be like a a nod to um, Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yeah. So yeah. I know that they wanted to do like everything. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see a bunch of shit where it's like, yeah, like the. Um, like the Indian Spider-Man from like the like <laughs> late 70s or the 80s yeah. movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I honestly, I feel like they could do a lot of... It was even funnier because at the end, they did like the classic Spider-Man TV, sh- the cartoon TV show. Yeah, they did. That's yeah, true. Like the meme, the meme one, like that was hilarious. So <laughs> I, I feel like they're fine with doing kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, Story-wise, though, it would be interesting because... It's stated that this stuff exists, 
but in the movie it was like it was unstable so mm. how like i wonder like what's going to happen there like i wonder if if miles is going to go into the future or, or he's yeah. going to travel through it now like spider-man 2020 uh 2099 yeah so you know what i mean yeah i don't know i but honestly they could do whatever and i'd probably be into it because yeah that movie was fucking amazing <laughs> That's true, and that's where I think Sony really shines is by doing that, where, like, they kind of go a little weird with it, where it's like they don't try and take back Spider-Man, and they don't try and be like, hey, what if we did, like, a spinoff of, like, one of his villains? It's like, no, what? Stop doing that. Yeah, which is, I mean, we've talked about it before, where for some reason, just the idea of a live-action Spider-Man being solely produced by sony just doesn't work and it doesn't give us any type of happiness and the fact that venom came out and it was a steaming pile of shit like it just nothing and that's someone who watched the movie and i didn't hate it but goddamn it was like hey can i just watch suicide squad (laughs) so like yeah it's just nothing they do in that in that sense works for me but this movie i feel maybe maybe because you know um they did i think they said like they let the director and stuff like that really kind of do a lot of what they wanted um and the art style like the story just and 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 i do think that maybe because it's so out there where you're right where we got a spider ham in a movie that was like somewhat serious yeah so I don't know. It 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 was it's such a weird thing to produce, but it worked so well. Mm. And uh I think that this is yeah, this is definitely something where it's like focus on this. Like I honestly wouldn't even be mad if they were like, "Hey, we're going to do we're going to do all the other Spider-Man movies. We're going to do a Spider-Gwen movie. We're going to do yeah. Spider-Ham." I would I'd be like, "Okay." Like, I literally would have no problem with yeah, it because it's like, either. if they have this much fun and still can produce something really great, yeah. then why wouldn't I want to see that? Why wouldn't I want to see a spider go in? Like, you know what I mean? So, hopefully, this is just the beginning of something yeah, they fantastic. Just stay, and they stay on track and they don't do something stupid to th- to ruin this. Because I feel like they could do something where it's like... They try to draw in the, their venom. Yeah, or some. Oh my god. I mean, I guess technically they could, but I just don't want. I don't want like, them to. I don't. I, it's weird to say, but I don't want Sony to associate themselves with Although, Sony live action. You know what would be kind of cool is if they if they had like a, a cameo like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. All right, so the Batman. This cast just sounds even like stranger now, because like. You have someone who's Andy Serkis, right? Who's going to play Alfred, right? The butler. Which, that kind of... You know, you, you look at Andy Serkis and he can play these kind of different roles. And it, it makes it makes sense, right? And then you have Matthew McConaughey. And he's going to play Harvey Dent. So you know he's going to play Two-Face. And that could go <clears throat> either way, right? He could be a little ridiculous like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Or he could be maybe not as ridiculous, like in um, anything else he's done recently, I guess. And then you have Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And you you have to sit there and think, is Fernando right? Are, are they just like, is this going to be like the funniest movie ever? Because of how ridiculous you, you've casted this? Or is it going to be the greatest movie of all time because of how, how you've casted this? Cause like, Once again... I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Because <laughs> you could take that list, and you're right. You could do... What did what did uh, McConaughey do? Like that dude, hey dude, or whatever? Yes, yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, you're right. You could So you could be like, oh, look at this dumb, or... I don't know, what is it called? He won for um, Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah, um, or Mud, I love Mud, but... So even him, the wild card mm-hmm. of the group, it's like he knows how to give out great performances, but also yeah, he's also Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, uh, and, and and then it's like you're right with Andy Circus. I think people are, are I think some, most people are quick to just like, well, it's Andy Circus, but yeah, it's yeah. like no, he's actually very regal. Like he yeah, yeah. he is an actor. I think people he just, just think he's very well known for being like uh, like Gollum. I think yeah. people think that, and they're like, "Oh, no, no!" That's what I'm saying. Like, I like, and with me with Danny Circus, it's like, yeah, I know that he's like, he. I guess you could say he's more of like an entertainment type of name as opposed to like just like hard hitting like uh, drama Oscar bait movies. Mm-hmm. But I know he can act like that. Yeah. So. Literally, it, I can't pinpoint this goddamn movie. And then Colin Farrell too, because he's he's been on a streak of like, oh yeah, see, like he is a good actor, but like we've also seen him do movies where it's like, oh why? I think it's <laughs> like they don't know what they're gonna do. So I like, don't because well, well now that we've seen the lighthouse, I have way more faith because um I, I always knew Robert Pattinson. He was a pretty okay actor. Like, um, I think, what movie was it that I was like, oh, he's, yeah, he's definitely okay. But seeing this, I was like, oh, like him as Batman, that'd actually be pretty good. Yeah, see, I don't know. It's like, part of me really believes that it is for sure going to be a more lighthearted movie. That they just, that this is just like a Hollywood movie that they're getting all these Hollywood people to be in it. But then again, it's like. Really, the projection that um, Robert Pattinson has been on has been more about, like, I, I just want to start acting. Like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be that pretty face, and I <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that. I don't want to be known for Twilight anymore. <laughs> or they could just, they could see what, like, how people love The Dark Knight, how much they love Joker, and they're like, what if we did, like, something a little bit more, like, you know, kind of down in the depths and, like, kind of... More, more like raw and like in your face, but still, you know, be Batman. And it honestly, like, I wouldn't put it past it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like it's not like they're hiring Will Ferrell to be uh, the Penguin or something. Where it's like, yeah. okay, now I know you're just trying to be silly, or it's like. Uh, David Spade as Toothface. Like, it's not that type yeah. of casting. It's like, 
I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. And it's funny because I'm waiting for you to just say like, oh, they're casting blah, blah, blah. And really the only person I guess we really named that could be that is Seth Rogen. And maybe that is, you know, a little bit of like, oh, see, they are. But really like, I. but then again, it's like, I wouldn't put it past it where he's like, yeah, I'll play this role. Like, because they want someone, even though like the movie can be kind of, dark and maybe it's going for more of like this raw feeling maybe they still want someone like uh seth rogan to be in there yeah to to help with that like oh it's dark but it's funny i mean how much times have we did we laugh in the lighthouse that's true i don't know i'm still like honestly i'm still intrigued by it but now i just want to see a fucking trailer like i legit want to and you know what even then like i know it's going to confuse me because i'm going to be like the chair doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it going to be more funny? Is it going to be more serious? I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But So Nigerian drama Lionheart has been deemed ineligible for the best international film f- um, for the 2020 Oscars. The The reason why is because, I guess, the f- it features a predominantly um, English ca- um, dialogue. So it's it's mostly English, and so they I think they need to, I guess because when they changed some of the rules, um for the the, the academy, remember when they moved it from best foreign film, because we were like yeah, because for all this time we've been calling it foreign film because we're like <laughs> it's foreign, we don't it's really count it as film, um but we decided to ch- change it finally to international feature film. And they changed, but it has to. I guess it has to be not only produced outside the United States of America, which obviously, obviously, right, and then feature a predominantly non-English dialogue track. But like the director said, like we did not choose who colonized us. Like just because they speak English, because the people who colonized them were English, yeah. doesn't mean that like it's not a foreign film, like or not an international film. Yeah, like it's it's not produced here. Like and just be, and like. I was reading like the even the the tribe that was there or predominantly there they don't even speak that language that much like they speak English mostly yeah. so it's like what do you want them to do like it's a kind of like a catch twenty two because it's like you want us to be you want you you essentially want us to be foreign but when we when we are but, and we speak your language we're not yeah it's literally well we want to stereotype you yeah. Honestly, you go to places somewhere, like in Europe, sometimes they speak, like, really great English, but it doesn't mean that they don't have their own language. It's just that they, they've they grown up speaking English. But, yeah, that's, like, that's the biggest slap in the face. That is literally telling them, like, well, you're not, I mean, we don't use this anymore, but you're not necessarily foreign enough. So, like, yeah. it's it's literally saying, like, yeah, but we know you better than you know yourselves. Yeah. So we don't want that. Yeah, and then, like, Ava uh, DuVernay said, um, she tweeted out, you disqualify Nigeria's first ever submission for best international feature because it's in English. But English is the official language of Nigeria. Are you barring this country from ever competing for an Oscar in its um, official language? Like... It's ridiculous. Yeah. This is this is why I feel like the Academy takes 
one step forward and then they take like five steps back because yeah. and that's why that's, people complain. You, honestly, I didn't even know about that 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 rule. I just saw in their head they were like, "Well, yeah, a foreign is kind of a bad name mm. now." Like we realize, you know, it's been bad for a long time, but we're barely getting with time, so we'll just, <laughs> 2019. Change, we'll just change the name. I didn't know that they were like, yeah, but they still have to be like, we're not using, we're not using this name anymore, but foreign. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like it's, to me, it's like, I, I, I think I, I can kind of understand your rationale for it because you want it to showcase like, like all the culture and this and that, but it's like, but it's, but. I can't defend it when it's like, but their culture has been influenced by an outside culture for so long that it, that's their culture. Now their culture, it's like, it, it would be like if we were not considered an international film at like the BAFTAs. I mean, I don't, I, I feel like sometimes we aren't, but like technically we are, even though we have, we speak the same language, but we're technically an internet, like it is an international film to them. Um, it's literally that meme where they say like, "Oh, you should do this, this, and this," and then they do this like in a something similar but different. It's like, well, not like that. <laughs> like it, it sounds as silly as a fucking meme. Well, and it's even funnier too because you think about this: like Nigeria is completely far away from America, right? Yeah. And that can't be in. That's getting disqualified. But Roma. From Mexico, the country literally right next to that share that literally shares the same continent as the United States of America is considered a foreign or an international. You know what I mean? Like, and it won. And so it's like so. Just because it's speaking Spanish, that means it's it's foreign, right? Yeah. Oh, how exotic! That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they lit it. This is just another. I, I think it's another thing for us to look at the academy and say, like, you guys are fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, no one should take you this serious because no. they're literally saying, like, oh, well, we're we're all about like film and art and oh the the making of film. Like, this is why we do this. And then you have this film, and they're like, yeah, but they're like speaking a lot of English, and like <coughs> that's not. I mean, we don't use this name anymore, but foreign. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's international, true, and it's it was made in that country, uh, yes. But like, they're not speaking like, they're not speaking like black people language. Oh my god! So like, I think we just can't. We have to disqualify it, right? Yeah, where are all the clicks and ticks? Yeah, and someone's in the back, like, what the fuck did this guy <laughs> just say? And that's honestly what it feels like. It feels like they're just saying, like, well, you're not, like, you're not different enough. Yeah. Back in like, my day, different. foreign was foreign. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's so, uh, it is so, so fucking stupid. Yeah. That sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, look at it. It's, it's, it's just like. Like Native American culture, mm -hmm. there are, I mean, very, very, very little, but there are people who still live very much kept in their own little worlds, but those people are far and few between. Everything else has been assimilated. Mm -hmm. You know, people move away from their land and then given other people's land. And then 
you know, they have to, oh, well, you guys still have to do this and you have to do that or whatever. So it's like technically Native American culture is American culture. It's just not white American culture. I bet you if um, if a Native American made a film and tried to submit it, they'd be like, oh, that needs to be in the international film festival. Yeah. I, I <laughs> or mean, film, film. Yeah. yeah, it would be interesting. Like, honestly, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if, like, let's say, uh, like, some Diné people went and made this film and they use all their own, like, they use mm-hmm. their language. Yeah. And technically, I mean, it's it, they're brown and they're not speaking English, but I mean, it's but it's filmed in between Arizona and Colorado. I I don't get it. Like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, like uh, best international film. <laughs> but it's not international if it's here. We but should change it, it back is, to yeah. foreign film. Yeah, you're right. I think you know what. We should do foreign film for the for everyone's best interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Fuck them. Fuck that whole situation. That's so so stupid. Like so stupid. Yeah. God Ridiculous. damn it. What's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Why, just spill your beans. Lighthouse is a 2019 American psychological horror film directed and produced by Robert Eggers, who co-wrote the screenplay with his brother Max Eggers. In the late 19th century, Ephraim Wilson, Robert Pattinson, is sent on a boat to serve as a contract job as a wiki for four weeks on an isolated island off the coast of New England, under the supervision of an irritable elderly man named Thomas Wake, Willem Dafoe. On the first day of the job, Winslow notices a hole in his cot. As he digs it, he finds a small scrimshaw of a mermaid and stuffs it in his jacket. Winslow observes Wake going up to the lighthouse's lantern room at night and stripping naked. Winslow begins experiencing visions and dreams of tentacles in the lighthouse, tree stumps floating in the water, and distant images of a mermaid. Over the course of his stay, Wake demands Winslow allocate to the more taxing job, refilling the light, 
carrying heavy kerosene containers and disposing of the two men's chamber pots. As the weeks progress, Winslow repeatedly encounters a one-eyed seagull. Wake warns Winslow that it is bad luck to kill a seagull, as he is superstitious that the animals are reincarnated sailors. The week continues, and Winslow masturbates to the figurine of the mermaid and continues to see Wake naked. One night at dinner, the two discuss Wake's previous second wiki, who Wake says died shortly after losing his sanity. Winslow reveals that he used to work in Canada as a timberman, but decided to change professions. The day before Winslow is slated to leave, he notices the water pump is releasing bloody water and investigates. He opens the cistern to see a dead seagull floating inside. The one-eyed seagull flies down and attacks Winslow, who grabs it and beats it to death against the cistern. That afternoon, the winds dramatically change direction. That night, a storm hits the island and the two men get drunk. The next morning, the ferry does not arrive and Winslow sees a body washed up on the shore. Winslow approaches the naked body and realizes it's a mermaid. He runs back to the cottage to find Wake, stating that the rations were impacted by the storm. They dig up a crate said to contain extra rations, but only contains more alcohol. More nights progress and the storm continues and the two men grow closer while remaining adversarial. Winslow unsuccessfully tries to steal the key to the lantern room from the sleeping Wake. He also has visions of a lobster trap containing the severed, half-blind head of Wake's previous wiki. One night, Winslow tells Wake that his real name is Thomas Howard and that he assumed the identity of Ephraim Winslow, a timberman who died in an accident Howard failed to stop. Wake accuses Howard of spilling the beans and Howard tries to leave. He attempts to escape on a lifeboat, but Wake destroys it with an axe. Wake chases Howard into the cottage but inside, Wake claims that it was Howard who attacked him. With no alcohol left, the two begin mixing spirits out of kerosene, and the storm becomes so powerful that waves crash through the windows of the cottage. The next morning, Howard finds Wake's log, recording his infractions and recondemning severance without pay. Wake chides Howard for his work performance until Howard attacks him. While seeing visions of the mermaid, Wake as a sea monster and the real Winslow, Howard beats Wake into submission. Howard ties Wake in a rope leash and buries him alive in the ration pit. Howard takes the keys and prepares to go up to the lantern room, but Wake appears and hits him in the shoulder with the axe. Howard disarms and kills Wake before ascending the lighthouse. He approaches the Fresnel lens and it stops and opens up to him. Howard gazes into the mirrored interior in ecstasy and lets out a distorted scream as the light brightens before falling down the lighthouse steps. Howard is seen lying naked on the rocks, missing an eye as several seagulls peck at his innards. The lighthouse. What the fuck? Exactly. <clears throat> so... I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I was I was almost gonna see it today again, uh-huh. but I just got really busy. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> kinda, well, did you like it? I did. I really liked it. Um, way funnier than I thought. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which. <laughs> Here's where I'm confused on, and 
makes sense why I'm confused on. With movies like this, there's so much that goes into it mm. that you don't necessarily know if what you're getting on screen is exactly what's supposed to be getting on screen mm. or or everything is wrapped up in metaphor yeah. or uh, it's in front of you but it's symbol. it's yeah it's skewed because it's like oh I wanted you to look at it like this way but you're supposed to look at it this way or if they're just like I don't know I just kind of made a film and then it's they film. pull a uh, David Lynch where he's like yep it's a film I made it <laughs> yeah and it's like no you didn't you're not answering the question what's it about uh huh you watched it right yeah mm. which uh, honestly like and even that right something. What what something like a, a David Lynch could do is do exactly that, where yeah. he just like he uh-huh. does these things for no reason, and then people sit back and they're like, "Oh, yes, no, okay, I get it." Because look at the this, and it's tied to this, yeah. and look at it like this and this. Yeah, I get it. And and often these types of films are like very polarizing because a lot of audiences don't want to have to sit there and be like. Oh, that's what some someone might take because most of the time audience members take it for face value. Yeah, they don't like to sit there and think like, "Oh, this means this." Because like after it was done, I was like, "So he was the seagull, right?" (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, look at people are still talking about the Joker. Spoiler alert: If you haven't listened to Joker, just skip this little part or whatever. But people still talk about what. It'd be dumb if it was all just made up. Or well, 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 no, it's just that one part that's made up. Well, oh no, well, this shows that you, you know, whatever. And it's like, uh, what's his name? The director guy, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips even said, like, yeah, maybe. That's I don't an know. Interpretation of it, right? Yeah, yeah. basically, he's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. And sure, like wh- the movie like that, I think it's it's way more easy to follow than this. Where, but it's easy to say, like, oh yeah, this. Oh, he made. Oh, he embellished Shannon's head. He embellished Shannon's head. Oh, he embellished Oh, this is on. You know what I mean? Sure, whatever. But even that, which seems more easy to stomach, is still kind of causing problems. This, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I like. I think we should get this out of the way. Robert Eggers he spilled his beans. Yes, he spilled his beans, but. <laughs> He's a master filmmaker. Like, you can tell that they put a lot of work into... Like, I think they built the lighthouse, right? Like, he had someone come in. He had someone come in and build that lighthouse for for him. And then just, just like, the way he shot it to to be, instead of the the full um, 16 by 9, it's like the 4 by 3. Um, and just like it, it's more claustrophobic. And then the fact that he shot it black and white too, it's like, like I was watching a, a review and they're like, Oh, it's, to, it's so that you can tell that the characters are both morally gray. And I was like, see, I didn't even sit there and think that, but like, I guess you could, you could say that too. I just thought they were white. I, yeah. And I, I was just looking at it as like, it's supposed to be a callback to like an old, like older, like horror films. Because, like, when I look at this, like, I, as I was sitting there watching, I was thinking about, like, yeah, this reminds me of, like, those, like, uh, like an old, like, if you told me this movie came out in, like, the the 40s, I'd be like, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it really seems like it was, like, an older film. But 
but that's what I like about about Robert Eggers is that he he really makes like he's really good at taking like a time period and making you think like okay like every like with the witch he made you think those people actually lived in that time like he was just shooting it this one actually made you feel like he went back in time shot an old movie and then was like hey here here you go it's a new movie but it's old he's he's just like and then i love the fact that it's like it's two characters the whole time and like it like even though there's not a lot of dialogue they they still get you like he still is great at that like when they start talking and you're you're interested in everything that they have to say and then there's like the part with the mermaid (laughs) and it's like so do all great directors just like like fish do they do they just have a secret fetish about fish (laughs) <laughs> so going into this movie i already knew pretty much it was like it's gonna be a ride yeah i knew that i knew that because it was eggers i knew that it was gonna be yeah you're right like time period um accurate and it was gonna be a little bit weird but like to what extent i don't know and honestly it didn't really get weird until like I mean, it did get a little bit weird, but it was more of like I I thought he was actually going to lead us into this this thing of where you're waiting for something weird to happen, enough, enough and it's just these people happen. going mad. That's I I thought that's all he was going to show because I was like just like uh, maybe this is because of the witch, but like the witch really nothing crazy happens until well. I mean the witch thingy, yeah. Well, the witch is there, but she, it's never super like overtly like supernatural. Like it's, yeah, it's not like there all the time. It's just it's there when it needs to be there. Yeah, because uh, when you watch the witch, the that that part where they do show the witches and stuff, or the witch, or whatever, um, you could just take that face value that that's just some crazy fucking lady living yeah. in the woods, and the whole time that's kind of I guess what you believe. And it's not until the very fucking end, yeah, where it's like, so that goat was a devil, yeah. And it oh, turns from the goat and, to the devil. And, oh, and she is gonna become a witch. Oh, no, the witch are just hanging on the the forest like that. Oh, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's kind of what I was. I guess what I was waiting for was something like that, where we were gonna get these. These two people clashing and going at each other, and you're waiting for something weird, and you're waiting for something weird, but it's just in their head, and maybe it is, yeah. But then, um, I would say like I was like, okay, now we're on this ride. Was uh, when he was looking up, mm. and he saw the tentacle, like kind of, yeah, like, like in the lighthouse, and I was like, what is he fucking like a, li- a giant lizard or something? Like I didn't know yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, but that really kicked off this idea of like, what's real, what isn't, which I really like. I like that they he doesn't go out of his way to tell you like, oh, that was just like his hallucination or something, yeah. or it was a dream. And that's what I really like towards the end, when he starts switching it up, and he was like, "What are you talking about, lad? We've been out here for weeks. We yeah, weeks and blah blah blah. They haven't been here." And he's like, "What? No, like yeah, because." I feel like after a certain point, wouldn't you would feel that way too? Where if someone was like, "No, we haven't been here for one week. We've been here for five weeks." Wouldn't you be like, 
it would confuse you. Like, it would throw you off. Like, I feel like that setting and that, like, that much work, too, that you're doing, like, it, you would just be so confused. And, like, yeah, and then you would start, like, going crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and that's, honestly, I really like that part where they kept, they kept flip-flopping it. Mm. And he was like, no, you chased me with the... Yeah. The, <laughs> like, because we just saw what happened. And then that's, I think even then you start to, because I think, I think early on you try to, you try to focus on like, who's going to turn. Cause mm. I think, you know, like people are going to go crazy. Right. And then <clears throat> it starts to switch and you're like, well, he's obviously losing his mind because he said like, this is what his other mate did. Right. And then you start thinking like, oh, that has to time with something. And then they dropped the, the bomb of like how he killed his, his, uh, his like woodworking friend or whatever and yeah. took his identity and then it's like okay so this is so he's so wait so uh, no okay so that, that yeah. the, okay so he took his, his identity but so I he's, think he's crazy but he's see, making okay I no, think wait. he I think I'm what lost. he did I think what he did perfect to throw a wrench in it is that he cast Willem Dafoe like one of the creepiest people out there without having to be like without makeup you're just like. No, don't. Yeah, like a, like a, <laughs> like um, Bill Skarsgård. Literally, it's like, hey, Bill, can you just look up, look up at me and like, oh, okay, just tilt, tilt, tilt your head a little bit, and it's like, oh my god, can you put it back up? Oh, that's nice. Just now, now look down a little bit. <laughs> Why are you so creepy? It's literally like, yeah, up like day and night. And I, and you're right. That's exactly what you get from Willem Dafoe because Willem Dafoe is a great actor. Mm, yes. And in this movie, you think he's going to be one way, then he starts to loosen up, and then it's like, after, so after he's farting around. Yeah. So like, wait, <laughs> what's going on? Because that's still that's one thing that I really like about this film, and I I definitely I'm going to see it again. Is you don't really know at the end. Like at the end, you assume that he's really dead, and that maybe what I'm assuming is that all this shit was made up in his head. And uh, Willem Dafoe's character <laughs> was just made up. Maybe I'm thinking like that part of his head is is. Kind of trying to mask like him being normal. Maybe mm. after he did kill, maybe the the whole like him being um, like a timber guy was made up, and, and he really mm. did kill it. And that's just him trying to lie again. You know, like I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. There's there's so many things that could be going on in this movie, and but that's what I like is that it gives you these weird scenes. It gives you this weird feeling. It's it's surreal. It's it's just out there, but like at the same time, it's like good film. Like you, you're not going away disappointed unless you you don't like those types of films, which I've met people who don't. Yeah. And and then I would say don't go watch this movie because you won't like it. Yeah. As opposed to me, this guy who's like, hey, yeah, can we go at this time? Because um, I need to finish watching Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I 
I would love to. I mean, we talked about like once this podcast goes to a certain extent, revisiting films. Mm. I love to revisit this film. Yeah, like down the line after maybe he released like after he releases his other movie. Like yeah, the the you know, um the, the Viking, Viking one. one. Oh uh, man, see like now now I can't wait for that. And and I, honestly, like the cool thing about this movie compared to The Witch is that. The only thing that you can really pull from those two movies being together is that uh, attention to detail. Mm. And that's it, because if I told you they were directed by the same person, you might be like, what, really? Yeah, I would. I honestly wouldn't. Uh, the, the Ari Aster thing, you can definitely feel. Yeah, you can, oh yeah, you can feel Ari Aster. In but there. this one, it's more of like, it's what's in the details mm. that matters, that where it's like, oh, this is a Robert Eggers film. Mm. Because yes, this is like you said, it's very, it's very in the 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 genre of like horror esque, of like this like old school terror. Because that was one thing I loved is like when they did the cutaways to the ocean. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that like old school feeling. Like you're right, it just looked terrifying. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was God. This movie's just it's shot so well. It's acted so well. It's farted so it's well. So well. Like, you can just smell those farts. Um, and great tension because you're like, when yeah. are they going to fuck? Yeah. There's a point where you're like, so they're just going to start banging, right? <laughs> and then it almost gets there and you're like, okay, good. And then they don't. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Leaving us all hard and stuff. Yeah. This movie, honestly, is so goddamn awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it was entertaining, it was shocking, it was thought provoking, mind bending, hilarious. They don't tell you that in the and no other review. Yes. This movie's fucking it's hilarious. So funny. <laughs> um and yeah, you get two amazing uh performances from <coughs> two amazing actors. Really, there's there's a lot to be said about this movie. Like, actual, a lot to be said about this movie. I mean, we could have got into, like, the whole, like, symbology of, like, Prometheus and stuff. Like, I was I was reading about that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, because he, he said that, well, uh, I think, like, two or three times, right? Talking mm-hmm. about how, like, they're, they're God and son of Prometheus or some, yeah, some one shit of the, like that. Yeah, I think Willem Dafoe's supposed to be Pro- Proteus or something, and... Robert Patton's supposed to be Prometheus, like he's supposed to be sealing the fire, and that's why at the end, like the seagulls are pe- pecking out his intestines, and it's like, damn, I didn't even think of that until later. That's what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> I think honestly, I'd have to watch this movie mm. like two or three more times. Yeah, but it, like, for, this is more of like a first impressions sitting with the movie. Enjoying it and then just speaking about it. And honestly, this is a great, like, this was a great movie to watch in the theaters. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said many times with uh, The Witch, I understand because it is a very slow moving movie. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people just don't like it. But this, on the other hand, this movie was fucking perfect in the theater. Yeah. Like, it was the, I think it was like the right amount of like, uh, like slow pacing, but you're still getting story. And then like when, when it has like those really, really like intimate times. Yeah. You're just, you're clinging on every single word they're saying. 
And even when you don't understand them, because they all be talking all weird, like you're still like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, this movie's amazing, honestly. Probably one of the best films of the year. Yeah, I would uh, say so. Definitely two thumbs up, two seagulls up, two mermaid with fish vaginas up. Yeah. Like. I, I love this movie. I can't wait to see what he does next. Literally, this is this is a move. This was the movie that we were waiting for, mm-hmm. and it totally fucking paid off. Yep, that's why it's like I cannot wait for his next film. Yeah, because it's like this is gonna be him. Um, what's his uh, Ari Aster, um, Denny Villeneuve, um, Dorgo's Latham. They're they're the new like directors. Like these are the new big. Directors like New Hall, like they're the new Hollywood. Honestly, as much as we gave away, we didn't give a lot of no, uh uh-uh. uh. There's still so much, like, there's this movie is perfect to just envelop yourself in and be like, here's a story about two characters. Are they real? Uh huh. Figure it out. <laughs> Great movie, backed way super duper hard. Yeah, go watch it. Have you seen it? Watch it again. So today's segment will be about um, age in film. Should should we put like a... I don't want to say a restriction because I never want there to be like to restrict people from making film. But like should, should we at a certain point like discount like their opinions? Maybe they've gone too... They've gotten too old to where like maybe their opinions don't matter anymore i know you can always ignore anyone's opinion but like i feel like we put certain people on pedestals and then like when you try and take them down like people get mad at you and then like you're like yeah but they're just people they're just like you or me like why should we listen to like let's let's use someone different from the normal like a george lucas (laughs) i know he doesn't say anything yet really He's Yet. just kind of, he's just kind of sad because they didn't use his ideas for yeah. Star Wars. Oh, I hate all my billions of dollars. Oh. <laughs> but like, I think at a certain point in like the, the seventies and the eighties, I'm pretty sure that like, they stopped listening to like people like a, like a John Houston or a Billy Wilder, because like if they were sitting there like complaining about like film nowadays, you'd have somebody who's like, hey man, like. Come on, get with the times. You know what Bob Dylan says, right? No it's one like knows a, what Bob Dylan says. Yeah, it's like a Rolling Stone or something. I don't know. Bob uh, Dylan don't... doesn't know what Bob Dylan says. Because, <laughs> like, we were talking about, like, like Robert Eggers, right? Like, he's making films now, and it's like, this. these are the types of films, like, we look at now. And even, like, the Russo brothers, like, this is what people want, Right? People obviously pay money to go see these films. People didn't go see, didn't pay money to go see The Post or Ready Player One or um, what was Marcus? Oh, Silence. Although I heard that one's supposed to be good, but like, when when was the last time Francis Ford Coppola made a movie? Like, why does his opinion matter when it comes to like films now, like that are 
40, 30 years removed from, like, his films. Honestly, you're right. You can't tell anybody. You you have to stop making movies. But you could, yeah, you could stop rewarding them. You could stop producing them. You could stop, I don't know, just giving them the time of day. Like, it's very, very easy. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying that you have to, but... If we're looking at like the way we want Hollywood to be, we don't like the Academy because of how they vote and what they want out of a, an award show and what they see as like, well, this movie's wonderful. And like, why is that movie great? But this great movie isn't great. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so honestly, like we know that we have to start there, first of all. But yeah, at the same point, it's like, imagine Clint Eastwood lives to be 110. Which I can see that. And he still makes movies, and they just get, not production-wise, but story-wise, worse and worse and worse and worse. And honestly, I think there's been for a while where people said, like, he gets away with a lot of shit. Yeah. And it's true. Because people are like, well, he's like Hollywood royalty. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Um, and his, the last movie, the movie, The Mule, uh, he, he, I think he called like the, the black couple in there like a colored couple or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. Or he said something like something about like, oh, you don't really see like, you know, I forgot. It was something super racist. And it was like, how the fuck was this in the movie? Well, and and the crazy part is, the movie isn't just him. He has legit actors in it. He yeah. had a real budget. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's not like he just decided he's going to make this movie and then have all his old racist white friends in there. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. You're like, why? Why is this old piece of shit... So why why is it that like we're still having the conversation about Woody Allen trying to release movies and being able to do this and that? It's like, but he's been proven to be a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. We don't want to see that. Okay, we want a quirky love story, then we're gonna get it somewhere fucking else. Speaking like speaking of when you watch something like The Mule, it is literally like, hey guys, remember how great our generation is. But then again, we have movies like Assassination Nation and uh, Sam doing uh, Euphoria. Mm. And people, I mean, well, they love Euphoria more than they love Assassination Nation. But either way, they're very very similar (laughs) movies or very similar, you know, whatever. And people love it because they're like, yeah, this is exactly what we're dealing with. Like, Mm. this is amazing. And that's all because people are starting to see, like, hey, we're getting representation now. This is stuff that we need to talk about. We need to talk about the people who, no matter how much they get help, they're still relying on drugs because we built ourselves a society which, to to get away from drugs, you got to be on drugs. Yeah, ridiculous. So, So, like, look at something like that being made, and it's like, for us, it's like, yeah, I'd rather much watch them. I'd rather much watch uh, Euphoria than The Mule. But oh, the thing yeah. is, The Mule still made money. 
And I think it's this idea of like, see, my I know this is a little bit different, but my sister brought this up because I was making fun of Broadway stuff. This one director, he wrote Rant, and I was making fun of him or whatever. And she's like, I don't care what, who you make fun of, just don't make fun of him. But like, why does this one person get to be deified? You're 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 putting this person like a like Martin Scorsese. Uh, and then you're letting him write this whole like op-ed like in New York Times about how like cinema is this and Marvel movies aren't cinema. And it's like, but this is what cinema. It's like you're you're playing semantics. You're, okay, boomer. Yeah, it's like, you, like why should we listen to this person? Like, isn't wasn't that the whole point of them? Like him being a young kid, like he didn't want to listen to the people who were in Hollywood then. Like so, like. Why should we be listening? Shouldn't he be championing like, oh, this is the way cinema's going? Like, you guys have it. Like, here, it's not for it's not for us anymore. It's for young people now. Which I mean, like, look at someone. I mean, it's not as old or maybe you know as prestigious as that. But look at like a Guillermo del Toro who's been doing it, or um, even um, Peter Jackson. Uh, they've gone on record many times praising newer artists coming up coming people saying like look at this stuff is really cool this is amazing you should check this out look at what they're doing over there and yeah maybe like i said they're not from you know old hollywood 70s blah 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 but they've been maybe it is maybe it's just that generation who knows but right now i can say that we're moving towards that where we're like hey i make these type of movies that's fine Oh, did you see this? No, like, oh, that guy is amazing. You, you, I, I can never come up with that. Look how great that is. You know what I mean? And there's, there's like this. Not only is it a sense of positivity, but there's like a sense of like community there, where people are like, we are all filmmakers. We are all artists. We all do this together, but we make separate things. Then you have, <laughs> you have people like Martin Scorsese who comes out and is like. Yeah, um, I'm kind of a big deal. So let me tell you why this is dumb shit. And why, uh, I don't know, something like, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there because the first thing I can think of my head, but The Irishman is like amazing, (laughs) you know, cinematic like experience. And it's like, you mean the one that's on a streaming service? Yeah, but did you see who directed it? Wink, 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 Are you having a stroke? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's really, it feels like that's what they're doing is they're like, hey, hey, I'm still relevant. Like, I still matter. The Marvel movies are dumb because they're just, they're, they're bright colors and loud explosions. But, like, I take time to develop characters. And what I think is funny is that film nerds do too is they they champion that where they're like well if well oh there's i see nothing but people posting about marvel movies and this movie and transformers and fast and the furious so that means that they're that film is dying that's what i always hear like film is dying like oh the art is dying this is that it's like no it's because you're not going out of your way to look for this stuff like look at the lighthouse it broke through finally like when the witch came out, like nobody really knew what it was, but then like we we saw it and we're like, oh, see, like if you want a really good film, go see this. And they're like, 
Yeah, but that's like a boring movie. It's like a period piece. It's so boring. And then now, later, they're like, oh, The Witch is such a great film. Like, oh, it's done so, like, great. It's like, it's that thing with, like, Star Wars. It's like, it's not for you anymore. Like, it's it's the same thing, Star Wars and cinema. You can enjoy it. Yeah, but it's not for you anymore. Yeah. It's for a different generation. And just because you don't understand that doesn't mean you get to shit all over it. I don't know. It makes me feel like that there's a lot of people who want division in, like, film where they... Or you're right, where a lot of, like, older Hollywood people, they want to stick to what has been, you know, kind of a norm forever. And that's what they're going to stick to. And so that's that's the only thing you should appreciate. I mean, how many times, I mean, you probably more than I did, but how many times have you heard, like, well, 70s, like, the 70s is really, like, the last period of, like, great filmmaking. That's when I tell them, get over yourself. Like, that's ridiculous, and, like, I would list off a bunch of films, like, that have been made after the 70s. Yeah, but it's just because they want to live in an era where the problematic people weren't so problematic. Yeah. Not because they weren't problematic, but because we didn't call them out on it. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. It just feels like there's people who want to live in the past because it was easier back then. It was easier. And then people are saying, I know people are going to say, like, well, it's easier now. But, no, I mean, it was easier then to do a lot of shit if you're fitting somewhat of a mold. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Imagine being a Ryan Coogler in 1976. Trying to write he, something, he would not have a chance. He wouldn't give, be even given the opportunity. People would be like, "Oh yeah, he would." No, he wouldn't. He would not have even look at um, just in the past few years, um, Ava um, Duvernay. Like she would definitely not have had a chance in the seventies. She gave us when they see us, and that miniseries is amazing. And yet, like Bohemian Rhapsody is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And it's I mean, like, obviously, no. Do you see what we still have to like contend with? Like, <laughs> exactly. Where where they think like, oh, this film that shows you that you Hereditary don't... was literally one of the best films of 2017. <coughs> yeah, 17. Like, but then um, Annihilation was one of the greatest films of 2018. Really, the the conversation is a lot bigger than like. Should old people stop doing old people stuff? I mean, yes. Yeah. I believe it, honestly. Uh, it's like, uh, don't worry. We should live in a society where we take care of old people. Yeah. Where you don't have to worry about driving. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to worry about making movies. Yeah. We'll do them for you. Yeah. But we sadly, we don't. Hey, that's cool. But giving... I, I Honestly, I know that... Scorsese probably isn't as problematic as someone else. No. No. But it's it's problematic in the sense that he's trying to stronghold this idea of like what makes an actual film a film. Yeah. Which is dumb because you can't say a movie's not a movie if it's a movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because in your eyes it doesn't make sense doesn't mean that in someone else's it doesn't. He's trying to give a definition to cinema when the there was no definition to cinema. 
like cinema was about motion picture and the, all these things that components that come together to make a film. And yet he's trying to say that cinema is different than that. Yeah, I, we've talked about this before, and I feel like a lot of times people think, well, in order to be like a uh, like a film, film it has to be dramatic. It's like, not no, it fucking doesn't. true. It's not true at all. Yeah, and I think that there's because we talked about with like quote unquote Oscar bait movies, and that's what people see, and that's where like that's how you know they're uh, they're a good movie is like a artistic film, and it's like no, it's not. What the fuck. Maybe in your fucked up vision where Bohemian Rhapsody is probably one of the best movies of the year. But that's not true, you know. Uh, It's just what, you know, old white people in Hollywood want to believe. But honestly, I do feel like sooner or later, we're going to come to a point where we have the power to say we don't need that. We don't want to support that. Uh, I mean, um, look at, like, I know this is kind of off topic, but, like, there's a lot of, like, crazy conservative things that have gotten kicked off of certain platforms, and that is a conversation within itself. I get it. But people say, like, well, they're, they're, they're supporting hate speech. Fuck them. And then they get deplatformed, and then they're kind of withered away. It's like, oh, it's almost like, when you don't give someone a platform to spew hatred, then they don't have an audience and they can't mm. flourish. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. And I feel like that's kind of the same way that you can look at this, but it's more about, um, it's more inner than outward, where it really, it is our duty to support the movies that we like and the actors we like and the directors we like, and the content, whatever. But it's also Hollywood itself that should look towards itself and say, hey, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't really want to support this director anymore because he he constantly, you know, he doesn't like working with people of color. He doesn't like having a lot of women on set. You know, it's very, like, old school, you know, 60s, 70s feeling like, oh, this is a man's world. Um, sure, maybe he did a lot of cool movies, but you know what? Fuck that guy now. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I feel like that that has to be a change too, where we have to say like, yeah, maybe you did some really good movies, um, Clint Eastwood, but you're batshit <laughs> fucking crazy, and think, we're not going to pay for it anymore. I think one way to kind of rectify things would be if they didn't nominate Irishman for Best Picture. That would kind of show him like, well, no, you you don't you don't get to just say these things, and and have your film, even though it's on, on this new technology that you claim to like not like, also like, be nominated. Yeah, and and these conversations are going to continue because, I want the day to come where Steven Spielberg produces a Apple TV exclusive movie and it does well and then he bitches and complains about not being nominated for best picture. Yeah. And when that day comes, we better be number fucking one on like iTunes trending because mm-hmm. we've been talking about this shit for so fucking long. Yeah. And we know that it's coming. 
because as much as as much as these people want to bitch and complain about certain things, when it works towards their favor, all of a sudden it's fine. Oh, oh, a superhero movies suck, but if I was producing one, it would be good. I don't know. There's it, there's a lot of like back and forth that we could get to, and and uh, honestly, the reason why we do a lot of this stuff too is because when we can kind of flush out one part of the subject and then you know, a different part of the same subject and whatever. And this is just one of them. Like, when is a good time to say like, hey, we like not supporting you because you're necessarily an evil piece of shit like a Weinstein. Yeah. But where you're problematic in the sense of you're trying to hold people back because in your eyes, they shouldn't allow to flourish. Yeah. That's that's fucking stupid. Just imagine, honestly, imagine if people like that still had control of Hollywood. Imagine some of the movies we'd have never gotten. Yeah, it's a ridiculous. Of, a lot of the ones that people nowadays are like, oh, this is oh, this is so great. Like this is this of blah blah. It's like, but with that, guys, we'll just say thank you for listening. Oh yeah, as thank always, you. we always appreciate it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's shown, I mean, we've had, you know, numbers are going up and stuff, and yeah. that's cool. So, honestly, like, if you guys want to reach out to us and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, you can DM us, you can tag us, you can comment on stuff. Like, we try to get back ASAP, uh, and that's Twitter, Instagram, handles at INTB underscore podcast. You can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and, yeah, and if also you want to go ahead and just give us a like and a follow or subscribe or whatever <coughs> on any streaming service that you have, mm-hmm. uh, pretty sure that this podcast is mostly everything, maybe except for... I think we're just not on Spotify. Spotify. We ha- we're not on YouTube just yet, but I'm going to be trying yeah, yeah, to work yeah. on that. Um, so... Anything like that, you want to give us a follow so you can get these these uh, episodes right away. Um, and let's really quick talk about the winners from our giveaway from this past. Oh, okay. Oh. First winner is Arnando Fernandez. <laughs> All right. No, God. That would actually be really funny. Um, so I, instead of doing the four, there actually wasn't in that many people. So I was just like, okay, since there wasn't enough, let's just do two instead. Just because I, I wish more people had just at least tried to do it a little bit more. Um, but the first, the first winner is um, someone who he, not only he followed us, but liked he commented, retweeted, he did a bunch of stuff. Um, Ronald Oliver. Other winner is um, Bryson. I guess. Thank, thanks for uh, participating. You won. Uh, but those are the winners. Um, also, we know that <laughs> the contest was kind of out there and it was a lot. Um, but what we might do to rectify that is maybe do a broader easier Mm -hmm. giveaway because we are almost at a hundred which is a milestone so we might do something like that where maybe you know just repost our picture somewhere yeah or something yeah have pick post yourself peeing on a pumpkin and 
win five dollars or who knows what we're gonna do yeah but yeah we kind of realized that it, <laughs> it was a it was a pretty hefty giveaway but you know it's fine but yeah it's fine um you know you can always let us know through any of our um socials or um email us let us know what do you want to um what do you want us to review or is there anything that we talked about today that you liked is it that you hated it is that you just want to tell us to go fart ourselves to lighthouse yeah do we um spell our beans too earlier what is it but as we approach 100 just keep that in mind 100 yeah um very special uh episode for 100 so till then guys as always remember Yard, be not that bad. It's about your beans, Dom. It's about <laughs> your beans. It's not that.